morning, Lucas. How are we doing? How are we doing? Excellent, thank you. Not bad at all, although it is very winter. cold and rainy and it's not even winter down here. I see everywhere else has got like at least some snow. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. We haven't got anything. We've got a bit of sleep. It's just raining here. Sleep yes, rain. I, I have the same as you. It's just like slow rain that gets you soaking. I have a question for you, Lucas, to start the podcast off. A bit of a, a left wing, you know, a bit of a, um, you know, off the side question here. Um, Hit me. So you're obviously training for uh, Ironman. So you're obviously ramping up your marathon distance running and blah, blah, blah which obviously takes a lot of commitment and running hours and time and blah, blah, blah. How are you doing that in this in this current condition? Because personally, I am just finding every reason excuse not to do any training that I know I should be training. I'm doing all the fun stuff like you grip and your sessions around the field and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. those yeah. sessions that you sit here thinking, oh, my plan says, you know, 10-mile run, blah, 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 tempo, whatever it is. And when you look outside and you go, ugh. <laughs> I can I can miss a week or two of that, right? How do you find you pick yourself up for those sort of sessions, like you've got to do this afternoon or this morning? Oh, um, yeah, it's never always fun, but I've, so I've broken it down so far. So I've got the Ironman I'm going to be doing is at the end of the year, so I'm actually yeah. focusing a lot more on running now. So my running base, and I'm doing a marathon in April. More to the fact. To just know that I will be able to do the marathon in the Ironman because I've never done yeah. one before. So not yeah. to turn up to an Ironman and be like, oh, this is my first ever marathon. Oh, um, yeah. So obviously that's going to help with OCR as well when the season starts, which probably my season's going to start after the just after the marathon. Um, which marathon are you doing? So it'd be good. Um, I'm doing Southampton. That's right. You did say. April yeah. 2nd. Um, so that is a weekend where there's a lot of marathons and a lot of stuff happening because it's Brighton Marathon as well. Um, so there's quite a lot going on. There's a lot of people obviously training towards that, but I guess right now it's more, I'm seeing those kind of, uh, improvements. Um, and the consistency is kind of the big thing from my training that has led to the improvements. Yeah. Um, we all know it right we've all been there yeah. we've all been like that mile a week struggling to get your miles in you know you know mileage is the key but it's mm-hmm. that bless me it's that consistency of continue to doing the mileage and not get bored is a big thing I think a lot of people get bored running per se don't they like um, obstacles are not so problem because that's more play but actually dedicating right here's my running clothes here's this, oh, yeah, here's yeah. the running shoes. I'm actually going to go out and do my 10 mile, my 20 mile, or my tempo, my speed, or whatever you're doing. You know, are you the sort of person that once you get out and get it done, you're like, because like me, I, I if I actually, right, I have got to run today, but I know I'm already thinking, well, I need to do that. I need to do, I'm already putting those thoughts in my head that I can do other things, you know, which oh, is yeah, the wrong yeah. thing to do. Um, but are you the sort of person like me that once you've done that run, you go, yes, you know, that's. Oh, that's, yeah. Feels so much better afterwards. Tomorrow now, you know. For sure, it feels so much better afterwards, and you're like, oh yes, I can crack on with the day. Like I might be a little tired, or I've like this afternoon, I got to go to work, so I got to do an eight-hour shift. Um, Probably I'm doing about ten, twelve miles today, depending on how bad the rain is. Um, And then go to work. You got to get try and take your food with you and do all this kind of stuff and make sure you eat and try to do some recovery. Yeah. um in between doing my shift um so yeah it's this 
it's a difficult one, but I would say it's pretty much anybody. Um, if you're kind of making it easier for yourself, right, throw your workout clothes out the night before. Um, kind of plan your session so you know what you're going to do. So you're not waking up and just guessing. You're thinking, oh, well, I could just do a four miler or I could just do this. Um, have a plan or some kind of idea about what you're going to do. Um, and then when it's like this weather, maybe have a backup. Like if it's really, really raining, do you have a gym you can pop to with a treadmill or yeah. or do you have wet weather gear that you're going to go pop on and you're still going to go outside? So have a plan if it's not going to be amazing. Nutrition, make sure you're eating before, make sure you're eating during if it's a longer uh, kind of run. And yeah, just enjoy it. Like you get to go out and do some exercise, you get to go out and do a run. A lot of people would love the time to go do that yeah so that's true that's it. i mean i thought like podcasts and music and stuff are you a podcast listener do you listen to tunes yeah i do um not not to us though um <laughs> Can you imagine? what is this on about <laughs> yeah who's this kid <laughs> um no more music i'd say more music and then uh, i do like sprinkling podcasts about different things in there but I think music when I'm running, just because it gets you kind of uh, a bit more in the mood. Uh, sometimes too much, and then you're like, I've my my pace is like creeping up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, hang <laughs> on, calm down. I need yeah, to I, stick. I get that. It's like pendulum prodigy comes on. You end up like, you know, shit, I should be doing sixes. You know, slow <laughs> down. Um, I've noticed on your Instagram, Luke, you're um, you're you're treadmilling a bit more nowadays. Is is the treadmill, you know, what, how do you feel about treadmills and, you know, getting your running from a treadmill? Do you kind of... Um, personally really hate it. Uh, it. I, I'm not really, I don't feel good on a treadmill. My running doesn't feel smooth. Do you think it benefits you, though, from a fitness point of view? Um, I guess from not missing a session, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, I'm just looking outside now and it is bucketing down like proper Same bad. Here. So... Yeah. I'm thinking I may end up on the treadmill today, but yeah, I guess it's probably a great tool and it's an option for people. Personally, I would love to I'd more rather go outside um, and run in almost any weather. But if I'm doing a specific session, like maybe today I was going to do a bit more of a tempo session. I don't think hard on the trails and all the yeah. Road. I don't think that's going to be. I don't think that's going to be doable in this well, weather. No, a lot of people are probably waking up to snow at the minute, so like doing tempos yes. and sprints and intervals are very difficult. Yes, it's no fun. But no treadmill. I would say um, I haven't used it enough to give a good um, a good like feedback about it. But I'd probably say I like. Wouldn't it like to say okay, I'm going to do. I don't know, let's just say dedicate five months or, f- or four months of pure just treadmill. You know, like yeah. got, got treadmills at home. If oh, you yeah, can, yeah. If you, I think from a speed element, like a leg turnover point, you'd probably be super fast mm. from a, like a, a, you know, a pure leg turnover. But I think from a maybe of an all-round endurance point of view, you might be suffering a lot more in that sense. Um. I guess if if you're using the treadmill, maybe turn it into from treadmill to road, and you're doing yeah. fairly like flat or kind of that kind of terrain. If you're going treadmill to trail, maybe you're going to feel it a bit more. 
But yeah. if, if you're slipping on some carbon shoes and you're going from the treadmill to the road, it's probably not going to feel like... No, nah, it's not going to put too much on you. Um, I suppose I, the benefit of the treadmill is you can always dial in exactly the speed you need. Although I know it's slightly different because the belt's moving rather than you moving. But yeah. generally you can dial in to what you need. You know, if you want a 10% hill or a 15% hill. Or a 15% oh, yeah, yeah. Hills, you, you know what I mean? They can do that. You can uh, kind of pick out those kind of stuff um, a lot better, which... I guess it's good and obviously outside you've got the elements like wind rain um other people uh, dodging dogs and stuff um which I seem to get a lot of down on the uh the beach walks um but yeah no it's good I definitely think it's uh it's an option for people and it's definitely something it's better to do that than not get a session in I guess yeah Hmm, interesting. Okay, there you go. I'm on with the podcast. Sorry, <laughs> off on a little tangent. So, yeah. on the last episode, we spoke a fair amount about Spartan and about a qualification for the Europe European Championship, and mentioned a little bit about the 3K. Um, since then, pretty much as soon as we released that podcast, they changed it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Really helpful when uh, we we read verbatim from your website and then the next day you you decide to change it so uh, <laughs> um, doesn't fill me with much faith but um, that I will read again from the website and hope that it doesn't get changed <laughs> yes I, I had faith that their article was correct but after seven years of dealing with Spartan mate I'd have thought you'd you know longer than that oh no, so they've done a little update. I don't think there is much uh, as much of a upheaval with the US. I still believe they are doing the 3K circuit. And I believe the US have released um, the monetary prizes for their circuit as well, which we'll, we'll find in a second. But for now, we'll focus on the European one because um, it's Europe. kind of shuffled our dates. Um, so instead of 3K, they will have a the normal sprint races there'll be four sprints and they will be qualifiers for the 3k there will be a 3k in europe in madrid in october it will be deemed the final um, event of this series um so the first race in the series is the sprint in munich which is an absolutely cracking venue and super fast so if you wanted to try and travel to one of these events, I can't uh, recommend Munich enough. I went last year and did Munich. Um, it's in basically a big park, a, a Olympic park. Um, so we were talking about it last time. It was right next to where the Super League was happening. Um, and basically you just run through this park and it's got some like gnarly quick uphills that are very short, but literally right up up the hill. But it is super fast. Um, so that's definitely a, a travel to event. If you want to do this series, I'd say that would be one, a great one for you guys to uh, head to. How is it to get there, Luke? Y- yeah, pretty easy. Um, I basically just... Sorry? Did you fly? Yeah, I flew straight in. And then I believe I just taxied it to my destination. Um, I stayed at a hotel down the road for I think I was about two miles away um from the park or a mile and a half um and all I did is I scooted in 
Uh, I ran in on the day before just to like have a little look around and then day off I just scooted down um, and like scooted I can't imagine Luke on a scooter <laughs> I was on one of the little electric ones <laughs> so uh, yeah little electric scooter and they were everywhere literally yeah. all down the street super easy um, I can't remember the brand of the hotel I stayed at but it was a nice hotel fairly cheap um but yeah very accessible very easy to get to i believe there's a train station right outside as well so when does that look what date is that that is april 15th oh so it's quite close okay and i also believe they may have um a super event there as well um so you could like this so from what i can gather from what you just said there Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do the whole series. You could just do one of those to qualify for the three k. We will uh, we'll roll down the series and then I'll explain how you qualify. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Jack's jumping well ahead. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a twenty minute podcast down to one minute. <laughs> <laughs> so da, 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 da. Oh, no, they're not having a super. They've got a night a night sprint. Sorry. That's happened um, last time, didn't it? Yeah, so night sprint, and there's a kids race as well. But yeah, definitely a, definitely a race to uh, attend. And then they've got the sprint in Zandvoort, Netherlands, 24th. Well done, Jack. That and, is very quick as well, isn't it? Yes, flat. I believe that's a sandy beach course, um, and it's right next to a race car circuit. So yeah. very flat. Um, and then they've got the Spa, uh, Spartan Sprint Vac in Hungary, Ooh, unfortunately i do not know much about this race so scott barker's been to hungary racing hungary didn't he that time before yep so maybe um maybe it's a good race to go to um but yeah not not too much info about that one but that's on july 29th and then they are coming to the uk um spartan sprint southwest Which so august 13th august so that's the so that is the weekend where the UK are having Tough Mudder and Spartan at, yeah, uh, at the same venue. Yeah, very um, flat, fast course. It is. I actually raced a Tough Mudder there when they did the competitive waves yeah. about three years ago. And it is super flat, very yeah. fast course, um, which is only up the road for me. I think it's like two hours away. So uh, it's probably one I will attend. Definitely. Um, and then after then, you are doing the 3K in Madrid. So qualification rules. At each of the four uh, qualifier sprints, the top 10 male and female um, in those positions will qualify for the finals. So oh, you will really? have... There yes. won't even be 10 elite males at the UK, so that's easy enough then. <laughs> well, you don't know, because I think yeah. a lot of people will travel to these events if they want to try and qualify. So that's 40 guys and 40 girls will qualify for the main event. Um, after the event, qualifiers will receive an official invite, which will allow them to register for free um, for the 3K finals in Madrid, Spain. Um, registration needs to be taken within 10 days. After this, it will become invalid. There will be no roll-down procedure. So a roll-down will only occur when an athlete has previously qualified. So if you qualify... Say, for instance, Mil Yu came second at uh, Gloucester and then went over to Zandervoort or the way around and came second, our places would roll down. Yeah, you can't qualify twice, basically. But if 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 you qualify and you decide not to go, 
you your space doesn't get refilled. And the final, but it does on the series points. Okay, cool. Yeah. So racers can can participate in many as possible. However, only one qualifier. Um, so there's no points. There's no points in this. No, no, no. Sorry, it's just a case of top ten go through to the yes. final. So you need a top ten position, and then you need three of those venues to to go to Madrid. And when is Madrid? Four venues. Four, sorry. When's Madrid? Madrid is in October, October sixth. So okay. Kind of towards Madrid would be nice to go to race two, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Madrid. Um, I've not seen it before, but I think Madrid and the Barcelona races are, are really nice ones. I've seen yeah. some pictures, but I've never been there. So it is. Uh, that's a trifecta weekend in Madrid as well. So that's a um, big weekend one, then. So yeah. So the final three K is made up of three rounds. And the first two rounds are 1K eliminator okay. rounds. And then the final loop is a 3K. Yeah. So it's exactly how they would have done each individual mm-hmm. final. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my question to you, Luke, why do you think they've dropped the 3K series and turned it into a 5553? Uh, most probably Friday. because Friday. <laughs> well, most probably because putting on an event on Friday, logistically, probably didn't work for them. Well, surely that's the first thought of when you actually do, like, you know, oh, we're going to do a 5, 3K. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure the actual logistics and the concept of it was thought about in depth. <laughs> um, but these are already events that are happening. So these are already yes. sprint races. Um, so clearly all they've just done is gate. We'll make these gated, uh, turn them into elite, have an elite wave, you know. I don't well, know if there's one elite wave at each each venue of those venues for the five k. That'd be it. Yeah, well, there will. Uh, Munich was already an elite because it was just a sprint anyway. Um, Zandvoort was an, uh, I believe, was an elite. So the Southwest would have been an um, probably would have been open, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably would have been open because it's in the afternoon. Um, but obviously, now we'll have an elite wave to it. Yeah. Um, you disappeared there, Jack. No, listen. No, sorry, mate. I'm, no. I'm, I was, I was just, I was literally in my head thinking about um, <laughs> transport and getting out to Gloucester and doing it in a day because. Um, yeah, so my, my wife is pregnant again, as you know, Luke. So yes. our due date is that that week. So, oh. <laughs> oh no, Jack. Jack's not coming then, unfortunately. I, am, I, I will. Ha- I'll happily go to Zandvoort or there you go. to get qualified. <laughs> So, uh, each I have quali- a set on a 3K series. Wow, you've got a 5K now. So I was chatting to Becky at the awards the other night, and we were both like nearly in tears the fact that they dropped the 3K series. Bearing in mind, we were both both like really focused on that one thing, but yeah, not anymore. So, yeah, the elite, uh, the qualifier race will give top three prize money. So, each of those four 5K races will give prize money to the top three. Yeah, uh, I the final will offer an overall prize money to the top five yeah. finishers per gender. Um, yeah, that'll be a very, I think that'll be very competitive. There will be some top, top guys go for that. Yeah, no, Especially definitely. Definitely feel there will be some top, top um, kind of guys. Um, and then the only other adjustment, um, there is now gold races. <sighs> That's right, I'll be taken out next week. What is it? 
So the there will be prize money at select races throughout Europe, and they are gold. They will be designated gold races. So a bit like they did last year with Wales. So Halo races <laughs> um, was last year's ones. Um, yeah. This year it will be gold. So the UK one is London West. It is the super distance on here, um, which I'm I'm not too sure if that's correct because I believe they. Um, yes, London first, West first race. first race of the year. Yeah, April. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I need to double check because on this uh, document they say it is the super, but I did believe they released a bit of information that said it was the beast. So um, we will have a look at that and double check. I assume it will be the beast. You thought, wouldn't you? Yes, but then again, what are the others? Uh, that give you an idea. So the Italy is their last race of the year, Seventy, um, November 18th. It's the Super. Munich oh. Munich is the Sprint. Um, oh, we're all mixed up then. Okay. Uh, Estrel San Rafael is the Beast and Tenerife Beast. So France is Estrel San Rafael mm-hmm. and then this Spain. On this podcast. Hmm? Tenerife. Don't <laughs> mention that. Yes. Tenerife, just, that's a, just a no-no, all right? So, uh, yes, that's after your amazing uh, trip, trip out trip. there to race. Yeah. And it didn't even happen. We told it to the night before that there was no race. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, the fun times. So there's the little adjustments. Obviously, there has been a little um, little kick-on effect because uh, British OCR mm. were going to use the 3K as their elite um, selection race, I believe for the 3k welds uh Pfizer weld so they have now moved that race to nuts which was where the age group southern age group one was going to be and I believe the northern or the upper England one was going to be at um Tarn Warrior well yeah so this is all a bit weird right so that originally although I can't get sense out of anyone at BOS now but originally the Tartan Warrior was the elite qualification and nuts and Spartan so there was three Okay, so I quite, I, I entered that mm. uh, thinking, oh, yeah, great. It's a good place to go. I like Scotland going up there, blah, 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 going up with Libby anyway. And then then it was, oh, no, this is just the age group. So not that it matters because I'm, I'm still looking forward to getting the practice in. So we're going there for the eight. That's the age group title, Mario, though. So yes. if you come top, you'll get an age group place. Um, but I was talking to a few people last week in the know, and they did say that, Obviously, if they're lacking for athletes, then obviously it will get pushed up. Um, if you, well, if yeah, you be, over the course of the season, they'll they'll yeah, they'll yeah. look at your other results. But so they've got two. Um, so it's five places. Three are going to be decided at nuts, and then they'll have yeah. two places left. So I'm guessing exactly. if you just going to bump up whoever. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing well. if you come very well at those, you'll get up. So that's that one, and then. Um, Staying with British OCR, they have uh, released a bit more information now on the championship event, which uh, will be in October at Pippingford Park, the Spartan uh, Super-ish distance, because it's a 12K um, event that they will be doing together. So they've released a full list now of how you can qualify. Right. Um, I was kind of thinking that maybe it would be a little bit they would make it 
pretty like you've got to be top three in most events but it's actually a little uh, a little broader in some events so interesting i kind of thought after mctuff was just the winner um of mctuff i thought maybe they're gonna go a bit like make it really quite difficult to um to get an elite place but they have made it a bit broader so it looks like they will fill that event i'm guessing um so Winston Nuts has just happened. Um, so the top three there have qualified for the Elite Wave. Um, 7K. Yes, the 7K. So it's all on their website. Um, I've, under- I've actually got the results up. So why you, why you just spoke about Nintendo, we'll come back to this. But So that's uh, in the mail side. There's Darren, uh, Darren Maxwell. Make, <laughs> making up the main people now. Um, Cyborg. Um, Morgan Waxell. Um, Danny, da- uh, Darren Martin. Oh, my God, this is a good nightmare. And, um, Kenny <laughs> Sam from the mail. And then yes. from the female, Becky Neal uh, mm-hmm. taking, the, taking the win there. Uh, Elaine Connor and then Karen McQuarrie um, from Scotland. Nice. So um, they have all qualified elite for the OCR championship event. Yeah. All they have to do now is pay a billion pounds to enter. <laughs> yes, it is a little steep. But I guess championship events, you got to think, championship events in any sport are pretty steep. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, and obviously they're renting um, most of the thing from Spartan, or they're using Spartan's thing. So that's got it. They've got to cover that somehow. Their entries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So oh, I'm going to need to just put this on charge while we're while we're still talking. Well, well, while you're doing that, then while I'm on the nuts results, I'll continue from nuts. We got, like, yeah. we can come back to this. I just I'm here, so I might as well do it. So two laps, which is 14k. Um, so yeah, from the male side, just I'm just going to pick out a few names because I could be here forever. Um, yeah. So obviously Lewis Ferriman come back with a return from injury. One of your one of your girls, team team Rumble. Rumble, yeah. Took two laps. And uh, Emma Kirkwood, um, some of you might know from Volunteer for Spartan, she took a couple of laps on the 2k. Um, I thought uh, Chris was here but i can't see him don't know why um uh, what else we got three laps uh again a couple of teams doing three laps no people there not many people did three laps uh four laps who did four laps let's have a look male james burton taking the win on the four laps yep. uh four hours 37 that's impressive uh and then obviously the big one the nuts limitless which is basically just going around like a headless chicken um <laughs> male you've got uh dave peters in there as well your your boss your coach uh craig mcqueen the gaffer uh, sorry craig don't i don't know i don't recognize your name i probably wouldn't know if i saw you but you did quite impressive you um came in 30 minutes ahead of dave and then on the female side even more impressive little libby joyce uh, youngest ever to complete five laps of nut winter nuts. I think the only nice. other woman to do it is um, Kate Sitwell. Oh. So she was uh, the only female that ran as well, which is the only female that ran and did it. Do you know what I mean? And, and well she, done. I, her, um, I got past the phone uh, to her mid mid race, and she spoke to me in the in the in the uh, the pits, and she was loving life, which is great. Um, yeah, that's good. We've actually got Libby on later, so we can chat more nuts later. Yeah. Ahead reason we're not going to the race but they are the results from winter that's last past week well done to those guys that qualified for um the championship race in bos yes well done guys um so 
Moving on from nuts, you've got like Tartan Warrior. Pretty much every Spartan event has some kind of way. If there's an elite race, um, you've got Nuclear Challenge Cup. So, Lou, um, what do we think? Do we think, do we think the UK champs is going to be... Uh, do, do we think people are going to be a little bit like, nah, nah, or do you think people are going to be, yes, my main race, we're really going for it. What do you reckon? Well, I think think with the it's kind of knocked on from the spartan change now because the day before uh, there was going to be the beast and it was going to be the end of the series so before they changed everything the series was going to finish on pippingford beast and that was going to be a big money race that was going to be the final spartan series race but obviously that's not happening now so this is basically the biggest race that weekend in the UK, yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's going to be a lot more emphasis on this one now. Um, now they've people, released... I suppose people's mindsets and training plans can change towards that now, you know. Well, yeah. Well, it's a nice distance, isn't it? Because if you have been, like me, if you have been mm. training for that 3 to 5K distance, or training at all, then <laughs> 12K is not so bad to get into, whereas the idea of doing like 15, 22K is a little bit more like oh jesus okay yeah the the beasts is is a beast and it is like a big race it's going to be it's a lot of efforts kind of train towards that isn't it right well yeah and it's if you haven't if you're not training up to that kind of distance it's going to be quite hard to like slip in and be super competitive we've all been there right we've all got for a beast on barely any training or no training at all or we've winged it as people like to say the difference is normally 13 miles in or 12 miles in you're looking for the finish line your legs are feel like crap you've consolidated to finish in top 10 rather than being top three you know everything becomes that little bit harder you, you stop being more less blowy, you know, things become, yeah. you know, difficult to finish, you know, it's just a slog, isn't it? And I I feel with the Spartan, that's what they aim to do. The, aim, the Spartan's aim for me personally has always been, you know, you as their tagline, you know, at the finish line, the, the idea is it is supposed to be a journey throughout a Spartan race. Whereas with the BOS championships, I generally do think they're looking for more of a uh, competitive speed, completion of obstacles they're really looking for that sort of slightly different style of race right which is interesting why they're using spartan because i don't think spartan and uh, it sounds stupid because the only elite race we have in in the the season but i don't feel like spartan really his main aim is to produce elite athletes spartan main aim is to help the general person get through a you know a story you know so i think if the the thing is spartan is its own style of OCR. There is. You're, you're sideways, you realise that, don't you? So in the videos, when I do the videos, you're going to be like... I know. I've had to... I've had to plug in... I've had to plug in the phone, unfortunately. Um, because it's... Um, it's literally like running out of battery. So I had to plug that in. But... So I think Spartan is its own kind. And yes, if you are going to do like the Spartan Elite Series or you're going to do the gold races or you're going to go and try and do a Spartan Championship, yes, that will make you an elite Spartan. Um, and while there's a lot of Spartans that can cross over to different to do different events, um, I guess if you are really, really trying to go and do the classic OCRs, which I 
probably believe this British OCR Championship will be a bit more on that side. It's going to have rigs. It's going to have a bit more um, classic style obstacles, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I kind of think you, you can do both. But if you really want to be up there, you're going to have to kind of train or do some classic OCR races as well. Um, to have a good, a good chance. Like for me, like from a, if I put my coaching brain on, it's just a lot more flowy. Like for instance, in and out of obstacles, you probably have to be a little bit more technical. You know, you have to think about oh, how yeah. you're entering the obstacles, how which hand's going to lead, and all this sort of stuff. With Spartan, because it normally is a bit of a slog, you know, you can you have a bit more time to think about things. You know, you don't often find yourself in a foot race with someone at Spartan, do you? Like normally there's a big group of us there. Don't get me wrong. Like I remember last year, what race did you miss? I think it was the last race of the year. You you were injured or you didn't turn no, up. No, I missed Midlands. That's right. And Midlands, I tell you now, it was a group of like thirty of us, you know, and it was it wasn't it was it wasn't even thirty people in the race, but there's a group of ten of us, like all at the front, and it was Tom Tweddle, Morgan, Das, me, James. So you could name everyone, Darren, yeah, yeah. you know, and we were all within probably a meter of each other. But we all no one was gonna do the block wall any quicker than anyone else. No one was going to climb a rope quicker than anyone else. It really just came down to who had the best foot speed between obstacles. Yeah, which you kind of Whereas think. Whereas I think an original elite race, I mean, you even look at like championship races like Europeans, John Abbott falling off obstacles that he shouldn't have fallen off. I think it comes less down to your foot speed and actually more about shit. The person that can actually get through this obstacle a little bit better is going to, going to be having a slightly more advantage, maybe. Ooh. Who knows? Or is it just that they're faster, so yeah, their true. foot speed so are the same? Well. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is that as well. You know, like you can be a slower, like Leon Cockpole, right? Short course, brilliant athlete, right? He would say he's nowhere near as quick as Thomas Bueller, Nikolai Dam. You know, he hasn't got that foot speed. He'll openly admit that. But you put him five obstacles in front of him oh. and say, "All right, boys, race." Yeah, he's yeah. not got a chance again, right? Of course. It's, you know, uh, I think because over that distance, you're not going to catch up a lot on running. I mean, 12k. Don't get me wrong. There's enough running in 12k that it is a runner's course. Oh, and with it being Pippingford and that being yeah. a fairly, it's fairly flat. It's, there's not going to be too many massive. There, there, hills. I think I put us up a couple of big hills. I think there's you know the yeah. one way you go up to the top of the horse path and then you've got little the, the crossroads and you straight back down the other side. But it's not. A mountain. This isn't no. Europe. We're not no, going no. Dolomites. Um, no. This is a runnable hill, which is a quite a, a steady gradient that will get quite high, but it's it's fairly runnable. Like uh, Pippinford's yeah. a nice place. They're not going to do too much craziness with it. I no. think it will be a good course. I think the make or break of it is what they're going to bring in as other obstacles. Are they going to? What kind of rigs are they going to bring in? What? And I think that are, sort of stuff we will find out close to the time. But right now, they're going to be quite secret about that stuff. Aren't yeah, they? they probably don't know right now. Well, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> 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 they've got things far better than you. They'll probably be pulled the night before. Oh, they're, they're probably trying to work out like what races are races going to donate obstacles are they going to bring specific obstacles in are FISO going to provide some obstacles i think that would be cool right i think they should give every training center like me obstacle play part you know they should give every Mm. training center a option as long as it can do 10 person for Mm. instance an option to bring a self-built obstacle oh what would you bring then 
So it's all on it's all on the pit. So it'll be like for instance, if I feel fit, it'd all be on me to upfront the cost, get the transport all sorted. So all of that it would be on me. But you're, you're offering to pay for something. Well, no. <laughs> but that would be supported. So like for instance, that would be the field fit, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? The field fit pancakes, though. Is that what you're offering yeah, to yeah, yeah. Field fit, five rep bags in one go, Carrie. Oh, is, is that your obstacle, rep <laughs> bags? Three rep bags. Here's my rep um, bags. No, oh, mate, what what would you bring? Wild. Would you bring a rig? Yeah, I think I'd bring a rig. I, I, I've got a few ideas at the minute in my head, so I'm oh, thinking this year for my place. I've, I've come up with a couple of obstacle designs. It's just working out which one's going to be more cost-effective for me to build. Um, I'm a little bit easy where I am because I only sort of build for two, three people, two, three lanes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got to think of the mass market. Unfortunately, for that type of race, there's a good chance, if it's especially if it's close to the start, you're going to get 10 elite guys running through that at full neck pace. Oh, you yeah. You need that can handle 10 people at once, you know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, talking to the nuts, and we'll get, like I said, we'll, keep, we'll get there later with Libs, but basically, nuts messed up this weekend because they put the weaver the very first obstacle. So you've got... Oh. You know, 200 people running out, first obstacle was Weaver. It broke. They had to shut it down. Oh. You know, like it literally broke because they had too many people on it once. Yeah. You know, one, that's not health and safety in my opinion. But two, what a silly idea. I mean, probably when someone go, Jack, you know what you're about, shut up, we did this. But all I'm saying is that process of having, you know, the first 400 metres, 500 metres has to be something to spread out the field or run. Well, four foot walls are okay. I mean, in Europe, yeah. we've noticed when we've raced Europe, we always end up getting a, an elbow in the face or a boot in the face because some Italian or Polish or, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, uh, it doesn't happen so much in the UK because we know it's the same six guys running ahead. But um, I, I personally, that's a good question. I definitely something, um, I, I like the idea, actually, I saw this at Nuts uh, this weekend. I've been, I've been toying with it at my place as well. Something that goes from sort of either high, mid, low. So an obstacle where you're, you're, you're negotiating probably three or four different styles of body movements in one action. Yeah, you know, um, the grip doesn't have to necessarily be too bad. Hmm. Um, I've got an obsession at the minute with sort of like um, uh, what I would call like cliffhanger styles, you know, on the, oh, on yeah, the, on the, the edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple of obstacles up at the minute where I've just literally got some two before screw to timber and it hangs and floats like this, like a floating board. Yeah, yeah. Ninja ninja style. Yeah. But you go through a low rig first, then you go up on a rope, up to the boards and then under and over a net. So by the time you've done that rig, you bloody know about it. Why, Why have we not seen a video of Jack doing this? You can see a video if you want to see a video. You need to submit it. Instagram. Is, I'm poor at social media. Your Instagram sucks, mate. It does you suck. need it to. You've got a whole obstacle like field, and I've seen <laughs> I've seen you on an obstacle maybe once. Yeah. And you, okay, and you were okay. jumping like two foot, going. Oh. Granted. Yeah, granted. Put yeah. more on there, boy. Yeah, all right, I'll put more there. There's, there's my little late late New Year thing to myself. I'll put more yes. on there. Um, but yeah, so I would bring an obstacle that tests, um, you know, three or four different modalities of body position, which I think is good, and grip. Nice. Obviously. Cool. I like obstacles that wear you out. I do like obstacles where you go, <gasps> they don't necessarily have to be technically hard, but just like a weaver, for instance. A weaver is a great obstacle because technically it's doable, it's trainable, it's doable. But once you've gone under, over, under, over, under, over like eight times, that's yeah. enough really get that oh yeah it's definitely it's definitely a tyrant obstacle but do you do you think we don't see it as much i i haven't seen it 
many obstacle races. But, but and this is a great question, Luke. Is because it because you, people think it's a hard obstacle or a pointless obstacle because it's not flashy and it's not cool to have? Well, you know, they have a weaver bar, right? They have that massive yellow thing, the pyramid style weaver. Yeah. yeah. Races they've done, I've seen people go over it or under it. They haven't used it as an over under. No, it wasn't in the Challenge Cup when I raced. No, they used it as the Rotary, I think, didn't they? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't remember. No, I, don't, I, don't, I think we ran past it. I don't think we yeah. used it. Um, I bloody love a weaver, but again, taken out of taken out of OCR in England because it's either seen as uncool or you know it's not good enough. I don't know. I don't. I generally don't know. There's so many obstacles that you could. If you look back, like 2015-14, there's so many obstacles like you know you could bring back that have been there. Um, yeah. You could bring back. I mean, what would you bring if you if you were to right? So let's let's be fair. The UK Champ Course, it's going to be a Spartan Super with a few added obstacles. So looking at a Spartan, what does Spartan miss? A rig, right? Well, yeah, it'd be, yeah, I would bring a rig. Um, I would probably, I would, no, actually, no, take that back. I wouldn't bring a rig. I would bring um, a fly monkey Ooh. style monkey bars. Yeah. I'd bring that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very challenging um, thing for not everybody, but quite a lot of people. It's quite challenging. Again, we don't do it here, do we? We we don't really have it. Um, I guess it's a bit more, not athletic, but but you have to have a bit more agility or at least technique to get through it at speed. It takes a lot of like training and kind of like practice. But to even just get through it at all and do that kind of that leap um, is is quite a good one. It like you can get through it really quick and make it look flashy, I guess, or you can make your way through it and, and kind of get it done. But I seen it. Uh, I think it was European Championships um, last year, maybe. Um, they had one and it caused a few problems. People were falling off. Um, it's, it seems to always be at toughest. Um, yeah. And it, it definitely causes some issues. I, I was in the Barbarian race when I did it. Um, I've seen it a lot more in Europe. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I would like to bring that. I think a rig's going to be there no matter what. So I could just say a multiple different rigs. So yeah. I think that is a kind of a different one to add a different element so of again, so body. We don't do it often in UK either. Another one is Samaladder, very similar. Yes, I, I would like to see Samaladder. I think that would be cool. And actually, logistically, not too much of an issue to set up. You know, just two posts, a supporting bar, and 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 you could almost do it, couldn't you? Quite easy. Yeah. Again, though, they're going to need four or five. Yeah, but you just literally do two jumps, right? You don't have to have like jump, 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 jump. You just do literally no, no, yeah. the action, like, just getting someone boom, used to that boom. jump action. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely interesting. I, I'm I'm going to be intrigued of what they do with it, and I think um, it's great that they've brought a. a a championship race back um, I'm just going to be intrigued of how they set it up um, I think there will be a Spartan element obviously it's a Spartan venue Spartan yeah. race per se which is good because Spartan in the UK is kind of ingrained with the elite side of the sport because it's been our one or one of the 
main main races that you could race elite for the like last four years, five years, I guess. Do you think, that, do you think it would be a tough? Do you think it would be like a top? The top twenty would be the top twenty guys in England. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. I think it will. I think it will come down to. It's quite far away in the year. It's going to be down to training. Obviously, people are going to try and peak now for this race because there isn't the Spartan Series. There's no Saturday double. People yeah. may not want to race the Beast before and then race the this race afterwards. Yeah. I, I can I can foresee that not happening. That Beast is going to be very quiet. Yeah. So what a podium beast. <laughs> yeah. Some some people might jump in on the Beast. They want to do that and then jump on this one, but. I think I to try an elite race. Yeah, yeah, Not definitely. Different, but you know, no, definitely. I was um, if it was going to be the series, I was going to do both before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. now, maybe I won't do both, but we'll see. It'd be an interesting, interesting weekend for sure. Indeed, indeed, it will. All right. Well, on that note, I will let you uh, bring Libby on, and uh, yeah. you can chat more about nuts. Nice. And we are joined by the one and only Libby Joyce. Libby, you're a very hard person to get hold of. We've tried this for the last 24 hours, but we've finally done it. It is Monday night. It is 8.50, but we're there. We are there and we've got you live. Um, And tell the listeners why you've just had to put a swimsy hat on, Libby. Because I've just had my head torched on it. It's been a massive mark on my head. Libby's got that really awkward head torch mark where it just goes red. We all have it. We've all been there. Uh, anyone that runs in the dark uh, knows that feeling. Uh, what run have you just done, Libs? Uh, just doing some strides. Strides. Now, I know that because obviously I'm your coach. A lot of people might not know that I do coach you, but I do coach you. Um, so how was your strides, Libby? Good, actually. I felt very good. I was going very quick. You were going very quick at some point. So that's the idea of strides, is, you know, short bursts of speeds and good form. Um, But we've not got you to talk about strides tonight. We've got you on here to talk about what you did last weekend. So you're a massive achievement. Um, Firstly, for the guys and girls out there that are listening to us right now and don't know about nuts, first explain, well, there's lots to explain, but first explain what nuts is like. You know, people out there that haven't done it. Sort of explain the course, explain what it's like. Um, it is a challenging course. I have done it. Um, yeah, you go on. Explain in your words. Explain what the course is like. Um, sorry, my just fell on Yeah, it's. A, I really, really enjoy the course. It's definitely one of them courses that a mental side of it. Yeah. So you need more mental. Uh, if you're doing multi laps. The mental side has to be there. Um, then you do need grip strength, like the technical section. You'll also need your upper body. So it's basically a mixture of stuff and endurance as well. But I think for me, most of, like, nuts is mostly the mental side of it. Mm. You have to have a good mentality to do it. So you were doing winter nuts, which obviously uh, is in the winter. Um, so they do a summer nuts as well. But this particular yeah. one, obviously, with winter nuts, you have to endure possibly colder weathers, which it was. I mean, the yeah. week leading into this particular event was actually snowing, wasn't it? We had, well, as yeah. most of the country has probably had a bit of snow, except for me. We're still 
uh, without snow this week again. Uh, I don't think I get it now. Um, just very windy. But um, so going into this, it was obviously the weather was pretty cold, pretty bitter, lots of snow. Was there snow on the ground? Was it? Was the conditions no, harder than previous any, years? No, there wasn't any snow on the ground. Um, yeah. It wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was right. cold, but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Libby, do us a favour. Just take your hat and just lift it off your ears because I think your microphone is on your headphones, is it? Now talk. Nah. A little bit better. Yeah, just lean in. I think your microphone's struggling to pick it up. The red marks have gone. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so where were we? So, yeah, so cold weather. So coming into nuts then, um, it's a mental thing. What what makes it a mental thing? What What's so, what's so mentally hard about nuts? Um, it's basically, well, I think the mental side of it, you have to have the idea in your head that you have to push yourself at some point. Yeah. You have, you have to tell yourself that you have to keep going. You can't stop. And you have to, yeah, you basically have to keep yourself going. Yeah. You can't tell, oh, hello, what's happening there? Is, is, it, is it quite a runnable course? You know, like um, when you get running, is it in the sense of like, you know how in some races you just you just like I can do this. I know I can do it, but I just need to keep telling myself just to keep going, just to keep going. Is it that type of course, or is it more a case of because it is cold and there's lots of mud and there's lots of water, it, it it's easy to quit? Is it easy to quit that sort of race? Um, I don't know. So it is a runnable course, definitely is. There is bits where you have to definitely watch your foot in. Um. And it gets, you have to, like, perfect, like, that's worth it. You have to keep, I think you have to keep yourself going. And it's a course that you can come off on, but as soon as you're out into that water section, there's, and you're starting the technical section, you go out into the water section, there's no, there's not much of the, um, not much of a way to stop yourself until you get back to where you start. Effectively, yeah, yeah. So once yeah. you're on course for that lap, you're you're in it to win it, really, aren't you? Yeah. So, so I suppose we ought to explain. So with internets and summer laps, there's the options of doing as many laps you like, isn't there? So the limitless, yeah. which is what you did. Then yeah. obviously there's a four option, a three option, a two option, and then a sprint option, which is one lap. And the laps are 7K, aren't they? And I think you were averaging, what, an hour or so for each lap? Uh, an, hour and, an hour and 25 average. There we go, lap. so an hour and 25 a lap. So it's not, a, it's, not, it's not a fast course at all. It is quite a slog, as I would yeah. say. Um, obviously, lots of, uh, as you've said, it's a mental course, so it's lots of water, lots of mud. <clears throat> Especially the year I did it, I seem to be wading through water more than running. Yeah. Uh, Obstacle-wise, it can be quite technical though, can't it? Like there's a, definitely the technical section where there's a few tricky obstacles um, yeah. that if you're not if you're not quite there, or maybe the third lap in, your hands start to go cold or your grip starts to go, then you might start failing those obstacles. It's quite yeah. a tough obstacle, isn't it? What are the obstacles like this year for winter nuts? So the obstacles were roughly the same. Yeah. So you had the main, the big, like main big rig. So the rings, low rig, high rig. Yeah. And then you had the low rig. <coughs> you also had the middle. I think it's the middle rig. So yeah. that was on the nuts time trial. And then you had the brand new one that they've just brought in. Which is sort of a low, mid, high, wasn't it? So, a bit of a no, it's green. the opposite direction. Oh, so yeah. it was high. 
middle to low. Right. But I think for this race, I think they improved it so much more because of the... Um, so on the first lap, you had to complete every obstacle. Okay. You had to get that band. So on the first lap, you get four bands in total. You get one for the high rig, one for the middle rig, yeah. then one for the high to low to mid, high middle to low, yeah. and the low rig. So you can get a band from each one. So Some you're collecting te- bands per yeah, se, rather but than only on the, the first, only on the first lap. Right. Okay. So on the middle rig, uh, the mi- middle side rig size yeah. rig yeah um you had that one was the very first obstacle so is that the one I that had the ufos on it yeah yeah so there wasn't much people failing that one so i'm i think if you failed it i don't think there was a retry lane on that one so i think cool. you failed it sandbag or something was it no so i think no so on the first lap if you don't complete the main one there was a retry one to get okay. your band as well yeah. Um, I think that one you could have just kept going until you got your band, I think. Yeah. And then if you didn't do it, you got it. Then the high rig, they had a retry lane. Well, not a retry lane, it's an easier lane. So yeah. if you wanted to take that, it was just a rope straight across. And then the middle to uh, high to middle to low, I think it was just keep going at that one. So mandatory. So it sounds like they had like three or four different styles of OCR going on in yeah. one race there. You know, they were try, trying it out, see what works best. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing to do, isn't it? Um, then, so once you got past the first lap, so the second lap, was it then, was it burpees, did someone tell me? So, yeah. So on the second lap, you had burpees for all of them. Yeah. Apart from the high to middle to low. Which was an easier lane. No, so you had burpees and a cake carry. Oh, okay. So, so, so almost like a, a, a penalty as well as another penalty yeah. for that. Okay, so it made it fair. So if you did fail something, it wasn't like you did a few burpees and carried on. It made it more fair yeah. to the person that did the rig. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so in the terms of yourself then, how did you go before you did any penalties? Uh, how did I go? Um, Let's say, I, spoiler alert, obviously you got the five laps. Um, yeah, but we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah. But before then, ha- you know, uh, so, what, 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 how many laps did you get until you started to go? Oh no, I'm going to start failing soon. At what point was that happening? So I completed all the first lap and the second lap. Third it's a good lap, confidence boost, right? Yeah, third lap I started feeling my grip go. I think I failed. I think I failed. Which one? I don't think I failed it. I don't think I failed any on third lap. Yeah. I think my grip was starting to go. Fourth lap, I failed. I think it was everything. My grip was just dead. <laughs> Absolutely dead. But the problem was on the high rig, I couldn't get my legs up to go up to the rope. Yeah. But I couldn't even grip hold of it properly. Like As I was gripping, I could feel my arm burning. Pumped, pumped out, yeah. Then fifth lap... Um, but to put that into perspective, Lib, so what? let's take hours and timing to that. You know, you started at what time? Eight o'clock? Nine o'clock? Uh, 20 past eight. 20 past eight. So by that time on your fourth lap, what time is that the day? That must be like two o'clock, right? It was two... Oh, no, it weren't. It was one something. Was it so, 12? So let's it was be fair. one or twelve. So you're going for like four to five hours at that point. 
Yeah. You know, and anyone knows that's listened to this podcast, if you've done four to five hours of quite a tough terrain course, throw in some technical obstacles, because they are very grippy obstacles. They're, you know, they're rig-style obstacles where you've got to grip something to, to maintain, you know, um, ability through. For you to actually maintain those obstacles, that's that's like four hours of racing. That's that's quite impressive, you know. That's before things start to go, and I'm pretty sure even, you know, some of the what we'd call more, you know, more elite guys, if you like, because obviously they tend to be stronger on the rigs, you know, start to fail swings at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, I say that there's plenty of girls out there that don't fail things. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, so you got to five, four laps, uh, and obviously we were discussing before the race, actually I spoke to you during the race as well, but um, you sort of worked out in your head that you needed to be on that fourth lap by two o'clock, which was the cutoff, was that correct? Yeah, so I had to be back by 20 past two. Yeah, which was the cutoff, whether to go out for that fourth yeah. lap. Uh, any point on the fifth lap did you go, do you know what, I'm going to try six laps, or had you said to yourself, no, no five is what I want? No, so five is what I want, uh, wanted for definite. And I knew by the time I got in, how long I spent at them rigs, there was no way I was ever going to get back. Right, okay. So, like, literally fifth lap was just a case of survival and getting round rather yeah. than doing it for time. Or Yeah. Um, I think when I looked at your times, I think, like you said, you were averaging sort of 125s to 130s for laps one to, f- one to four, and then the fifth lap might have been just a... Bit of an, an easier lap because it was well over two hours of the time you actually got back. So I think, I think you just sort of took took all the gas off and just went. You know what? I'm just going to get round here, enjoy it. And of course, other than Kate yeah. Stickwell, I do believe you're the only female to finish five laps. Is that correct? Uh, other than Kate. Yeah, other than Kate, Kate Stickwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is impressive. And your age as well, Libby. You know, like I hear a lot of people saying. I mean, I don't know why they say this, but I hear a lot of people said. Um, especially on the podcast I listen to, the Who's Hot podcast, and they're saying that for your age, really, that's phenomenal. And it, it, it really is, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but I also think, do you think, do you think you, you because ha- you are the sort of person that likes that longer distance, likes the endurance, likes the challenge of like a, you, let's be fair, and I've coached you enough now to say, you, you shy away from the short, fast stuff and yeah. you go towards the stuff that you enjoy. You always say to me, it makes me happy, which is like the longer stuff, which is great. What do you think, yeah. it, What? why? Why do you like, like, most people your age, you know, like short, fast, quick, whereas you seem to be, no, I want to go challenging as anything, toughest conditions you can give me. I mean, just looking back now, like, even like Abu Dhabi, when you did the World Champs, they did the Beast in Abu Dhabi, you know, yeah. incredible. Now you've done, you know, uh, nuts five laps incredible one my first question is why but second question is what's next um i enjoy the longer distance mainly because i feel like i can get into a good rhythm where i can just carry on going yeah and i like the idea where i can just go at a good pace which is quick enough but i can also take in the stuff that's around me as well yeah and always find the longer distance for me are always enjoyable but I think I've done it because I've done it for so long now because I've done long distance with my mom yeah because as we know my mom's a very long distance runner take she likes the ultras doesn't she yeah take the ultras for example um when I was when she started running that's all I kind of did when I was younger mm-hmm. I just did the longer distance runs yeah not like massive dif- 
distance when because I was young. But I built it up going through the age, through my ages. And I think now I've got to this age, I know I can go for such a long time, for such a long distance. Because yeah. I did, I think it was on this Sunday, just gone, you get me that two hour. I did nine and a half miles. Yeah. So I knew I could go at a good pace, but I knew I could, because it was on, I think it was on heart rate, was it? Yeah, that's it. I was going at a good pace with a good heart rate, so... Yeah, just keeping it easy, but enjoying it. And Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to running, you know, I, th- I think, I mean, as a coach, I find that um, a lot of the guys that come to me have fallen, either haven't fallen in love with running, or they've tried to run and they just don't find the enjoyment. So what happens is they end up running, and running is a chore, it's a punishment. It's almost like, oh, I've got to go and do that run, I've got to go and do that... And I think if you go through your training, looking at looking at that as a, as a it's a punishment rather than a, it's something that I've got to do to stay fit, opposed to actually it's something that I go out and enjoy. The difference with you, Libby, is you run because you actually generally enjoy being out there long period of time. Yeah. Um, and from what you've just said to me, I think the the, the thing for you and you a little bit like me when I get out there. I mean, I don't I do like longer distance, but I suppose for me it's like it's got to be somewhere where different you know like if you run on holiday it's like oh yeah i love going on a holiday and i go for hours because i can take in the scenery and i can take in this and it's lovely yeah. weather and blah, blah blah i think for you you're you're able to get that easier in your brain than most people most of us like are bored after a half hour you know it's like yeah oh, you know i really can't be up but actually with you i think you can find the fun from it and i think also that's very like a, a, an ultra runner's style you know, mindset of you know it's going to hurt and sometimes but actually you don't mind that you can almost get to there enjoy it yeah. get past that and carry on do you do you ever get in races where you just think especially longer races where you just think i want to give up now I'm, i've had enough like nuts limitless do you did you ever at any point would go no i'm this you know i'm not enjoying this anymore um i don't think i no not a nuts because i think yes i'm used to the course now and i know what's coming up but i still like like sometimes i forget where like I actually am because I'm just taking in. Because, like, people are, like, I'm, I'm like, in my mindset. What's the dinner tonight? Oh, let's go shopping. But, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, so I need to do this next and this. Yeah. And then, is this coming up? And I'm always thinking yeah. whilst I'm running. And then I come to a bit, I was like, oh, I forgot about this bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's a nice thing to do, though. That's a really interesting concept of how you're running because you literally are running free you are running with a complete empty mind and I think that's a great thing for long distance but I think we can both agree where your downfall is with your short stuff is because you do do that you know sometimes you forget that hold on lips this race is only 10k love you've got you've got you've got to to put your foot down and you're like la 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 you know so I do think there is a blend of you know, there's time and place for that. But I think when you're talking nuts, limitless, when you're talking Spartan Ultra and even Spartan Beast, you know, some, especially when you start to get doing like European Spartan races, when yeah. they're obviously more mountainous, they're longer, you know, um, I do think having that, being able to just run without any sort of clogging of fear of cramp or pain or panicking or worrying, I think having that ability just to run really free is, is, is a big yeah. plus for you. You know, you're able... And then you never really get bothered about the obstacles, you know, because fortunately for yourself as well, 
you're pretty tired in the obstacles and you you know you, you're you're great through the obstacles you've got the, the grip strength the rig strength the things yeah. we've worked on obviously um and you're what i would call a very steady race you're very good at just going through at your pace and yeah. that's amazing and, and and obviously now it's it's showing and i think also you've done it the right way around like you're saying from your mum sort of possibly teaching you to just start slowly and go easy and enjoy it yeah you haven't gone as your mum going Libby you've got to win this race and you've got to run as fast as you possibly can you know like probably she's a little bit more like that now because we can be there but at the yeah. time it was more about the enjoyment and being outside than it was actually the the winning the, the mentality you know and I think yeah I think it's grown organically for you that now races are also good fun for you and enjoyment and they're also a, a sightseeing thing if you like you know you can do that where you enjoy being in the race um so this question's the question I suppose I need to ask is where does the OCR come in that like for instance trail runs I assume your mum's in the background going here she goes tell the mum off mum get away I'm on a podcast um it's either that or the dog which one was it your mum or the dog mum it was mum I thought it might have been mum trying to eat a week um tell her she can listen to it when it comes out tomorrow morning so she can't actually hear because I've got the headphones in she can't hear you know she'll be in there saying say this say that say this get your speakers in (laughs) we'll we'll get to that then then, mum don't worry um I've completely lost train of thought now. What was it going? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, OCR. So, at the minute, uh, I can think of a couple. Obviously, you like your Europe's Toughest Mudders. You like your Infinities. I do know that you've got a couple of them planned this year. Yeah, a couple of them. Um, so, that's obviously Tough Mudder. Um, you've obviously got World's Toughest Mudder, maybe on the cards in a few years. Um, I know that's probably one that you're looking at. Um, you're not old enough at the minute to do a Spartan Ultra, are you? No. But that's obviously something that you're going to look to doing. Can yeah. you can you see yourself going for these from a more competitive point, or are you only ever going to do them for fun and a challenge, and stick to the stuff in the UK is more competitive? What what's your thought there? Um, I can see myself going for them, but I got the talk off mum. You can't do all Spartan Ultras. They're my thing. Ah, uh, that's the problem, you see. If you then went and got, like, you know, podiums and stuff, your mum's going to be worried that she's better than you. You're better than her, basically. Uh, yeah. Sorry, mum, I think you're already there. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we need to have that conversation with your mum to say, look, mum, sit down, break yourself. <laughs> However, Libby's yeah. already dethroned you, my darling. Um, yeah. Don't worry, I'll sort that one out, don't worry. The no, worrying I... thing is, Jess is going to come along and do the exact same thing in a few years. So she's going to be really. <laughs> Mom's going. She's going to be better than you, Libby. She's going to be better than you. She's, she's like... only saying that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good yeah. for you, though. Good, good pressure. Good pressure. But we figured out we'll never be in the same age cap unless she comes up to elite. Elite. Well, that's the thing. When at some point, when you're that good, you just race elite. It doesn't matter what age you are, dear. Um, yeah. So that, this is the thing, though, Lips. Lips. And I, I, I know you like competition, and I know you like racing. However, you do like running your pace. So I'd be really interested in the next sort of 10 years. I mean, you're still very young now. Don't get me wrong. And you, you, yeah. I still believe, especially as a coach, uh, not just you, but other junior athletes as well, I still believe it has to be about the fun, fun which is great because it is. But you're now getting to that point where, unfortunately, it is getting to a serious for you. It is a, it is a yeah. case of light libs. Look, you are 16 now, soon. You know, you will be going up against your... 
you know, and we spoke about this week in, week out, you will be going up against you, the girls that are a lot older than you and more experienced and yeah. and are quicker potentially, but your benefits is this, 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 you know. Do you think then the fun becomes more of a chore and then all of a sudden it becomes harder? Or do you think if you just keep your mentality of, no, go out there, enjoy it, you naturally get quicker anyway, which you are obviously doing because you're now training and, you know, your training is very consistent and, and, and you train really well, to be fair. So I think if you keep the right training product there, do, do, can you see yourself being competitive at that longer distance? Or do you always think that you're going to stay slightly at the lower? What, what, what's your feel? No, I do think I can get... I think I can get to that stage where I can get really competitive over the longer distance, yeah. mainly because I know that I can do so well at them. Yeah. And I know that if I keep going at where I'm going, the pace I'm going at now and keep improving at how I am now, I can get to that competitive side. Because I know that we, I've been working on my competitive side more mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And the more of going for things, taking risks as well, which I hardly did when I was, well, hardly did now. Yeah. Or before, I never took risks. But yeah. now I'm taking more risk. I feel like I'm going to get a lot better. I'm going to get more competitive over them longer distance as well. Yeah, yeah. So when you, well, just, to, just to reiterate, when you say taking risk, what you mean by that is, um, so we've all, we know that you're a long-distance athlete and you love that longer stuff. Yeah. But I've always said to you that for you to compete at, say, let's a Spartan Super or a 12K race or a 15K yeah. race, in OCR we're talking now, you might have to take more commitment and be a bit confident, more confident through obstacles yeah. or a hill or downhill. or so, so when you say taking risks, you mean basically pushing yourself out of that free state comfort zone into something where you're like, actually, I might just have to get to that point of where it's uncomfortable for a few minutes, you know, to get myself in a good position or stay with the pack. And I think that's what you're going to find this year, Libs especially the age you are, moving into the elite, which is what you've chosen to do this year, you will find yourself in those situations where you're also bettering your race brain, as I keep going on about, where when you're within the race, you know, doesn't matter what Jack said to you or whoever said to you the the night before or, you know, a year before what you've been training, sometimes those things go out the window on race day because you get into race day and it could piss down a rain, you've only trained in the sun, or, you know, it, it might be a different condition, or they might have had to cut the race short. I mean, when I did triathlon, amount of times that you'd turn up and they'd shorten the swim because it was, like, too choppy in the water, and you'd be like, oh, no, that's my whole game plan, bollocks, because I was, I was, I wanted to, you know, my French, um, I wanted to have, a you know, a harder swim. So yeah. I think they're the sort of things you're going to learn, and obviously, being so young, you haven't got that experience Whereas, you know, put the Libby we know now from the point of running distance and what she can do on obstacles, build that race brain into it and a bit of speed as well. Because let's be fair, we all know, again, they said that on the podcast last night and then the Who's Hot, that your shorter stuff needs to improve. We know that. You're working on that. Yeah. That's coming and it will come. And God, let's put some girls up against you this year and see what you can do. You know, yeah. do you always think you're going to stick to OCR, or do you th- can you see yourself veering off towards like the ultra running scene? Maybe. Do you, no, do you have think... any? Do you do you think OCR is what does it for you? Yeah, I think oh, I'm sticking with OCR most of the way. But on the way, I don't think I'm going to go off towards the ultra side. 
mainly because I like the thought of having the obstacles which can slow people down but it can also slow me down for some of them and I like that idea of it keeps switching yeah yeah it's a unique sport isn't it OCR in the sense of like with running you train one thing theoretically you know yes okay there might be mountains there might be all these things conditions but generally with OCR it is like a completely different sport on top of running that you have to be good for you know and it isn't just strength it isn't just grip sometimes it's mental you know I mean now all of a sudden we're getting spear throwing we're getting gun shooting we're getting you know and that's just now what's going to happen in 10 years I dread to think what I actually it's quite funny to see where the world of OCR is going to go in 10 years time because at the minute you know a balance beam is a simple balance beam you know at some point we're going to be suspended and moose and that and you know it could it could get crazy isn't it you know like yeah. ninja warrior is a big thing at the minute you know are they going to start bringing more ninja warrior style stuff into OCR which I think they they already do in Europe you know um so it's really interesting to see what's going to happen in the next 10 years of OCR um I assume um out of the big OCR then at the big like long distance stuff what what's your target like it's got to be world's toughest matter maybe do you think that's probably what, one of the better ones. Yeah, like when you're older, like not yeah. obviously next year, but like, you know, what's a what's a long-term goal for you? Maybe maybe a world's toughest money, do you think? Yeah, uh, or probably... Um, Spartan Ultra, the 24-hour one, like the world Spartan Ultra, if they ever actually do it properly again? Um, Maybe if they do it again. Yeah, I think... Because um, you've never done a 24-hour event before? Mm, so I think that's no. maybe, again age age fair, thing, isn't it? But I might be doing one. I'm not too sure yet. Ooh, there we go. So here it first. Libby might be taking on the 24 hour stuff. Well, I'm not doing it by myself, though. No, no, no. Well, actually, saying that, you have got a long distance event this weekend, haven't you? Have won Andrea. Did. I uh, did. Not quite OCR. Explain what you're nope. doing this weekend, Libs. So this weekend I'm going to be doing a six-hour mountain bike competition with nice. Andrea. Nice. So, nice. So and and uh, look, I've done a couple of those, and I've done a couple of 24-hour ones. I do think, obviously, directly, it's nothing like OCR. However, it does contribute to helping OCR. You know, like you've got again, yeah. you've six yeah. hours. It's a long time. You've got nutrition to think about. You've got sleep and fatigue to think about. You've got to think about not crashing a bike, for instance, and quite a technical trail. I'd imagine it will be around <laughs> kind of Yeah, so it's going to be quite technical. It's going to be quite hilly. You know that that could end up being quite a tough. And what's a lap? Do you know what a lap is? Uh, I think I don't know if we're doing the monkey or the dog. Right. Okay. So you you're talking what an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's you know and then it's like that ETM once it pairs once you've come round you've then got a you know quick drink food require and you straight back out again an hour will go like that when you're tired you know so yeah. really good training really good I training. I might have I might have less than an hour though because I've got Andre. Yeah, because that train might be going around like a headless chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really fast. Um, she's quite tidy on it well she's as tidy on a bike as she is running I do believe so but again great training um, low impact as well you know so great a great six hours of volume training your legs um, but having said all that what is your first OCR uh, well I know you've already done one you did one in Scotland that seemed like ages ago now didn't it in February uh, yep, the first of the, the Scotland and then you've Scotland done nuts obviously is. last weekend yep, yep. But what I would clash is your first sort of 
proper competitive race is mm, two weeks time at oh, Titan nice. Warrior, yeah. which yeah, is what nice. distance, Libby? Oh, this two. Oh, you're doing the three k. Three k. And and the eight k, which is yeah. not quite long distance, Libby. No, not long so, distance at all. What's your game definitely, plan? Definitely not nothing <laughs> compared to this weekend. But I've just gone. But you no, find, like, get this right. You, so this 8K that we're planning on doing. So the 3K you're doing, we've we put you in for the 3K purely just for, again, confidence building, shorter stuff. Let's get you out of your comfort zone. Even the 8K is quite short, right? The 8K, yeah. that's going to be yeah. super fast. It's going to be technical again, I'd imagine, knowing Gavin. Uh, doable but technical uh, yeah. it's going to be a lot of field running it's going to be a lot of tempo style style running all the stuff that Libby hates um, I'm assuming you're going to find that sort of race harder than running yeah. Nuts Limitless yeah it is isn't it right because it's, it it's not that you don't enjoy it but it, it mentally no. takes a lot more effort for you to race harder than it does to yeah. like we say running that free state yeah, I have to get into the proper mindset to do that one, which is not the best, well, not the easiest for me. Yeah. I have a very bad, not a bad mindset. It just takes me a while to figure out what I'm doing and everything. So I'll probably get, in the morning, I'll probably get ready. And so I'll have the mindset of like, okay, Am I going to do well in this? Am I not going to do well in this? What's going to happen? Something could go wrong. Everything. Have the bad yeah. mindset of it. So I've and started now thinking every, about all the Every athlete in. goes through that, though. Every athlete goes through that, not just you. Trust me, every athlete is, is yes. possibly at Tartan Warrior, because there's a lot of people going to Tartan Warrior. And yeah, I, I won't name the ones that I've spoke to, but there's three that I've spoke to this week are all thinking the same. Oh, it's the first race, and what happens if this happens, and what happens if that happens, you know? And they're all panicking yeah. about everyone else, and so and so's going to be there, and so and so, and the Scottish people, this and that, and this and that. I think it's really interesting to hear people talking about that style of OCR, which is obviously there, um, but we don't talk about it. So let's talk about it. Who, who, what, where, how? What are you actually? I mean, Jesus, no, you've just done five laps of nuts, you know, limitless in the winter with multiple obstacles. You haven't. You went four laps without failing one. Very it technical was. obstacles. Some of the te most technical obstacles in England. You yeah, completed them. So what are you worried about? I don't know. Failing. <laughs> Failing, yeah. I think the main thing I always think of, which I don't think it helps that my mum's also got that this same idea of me. Yeah. So it's of, oh, this person's here, this person's here. Yeah. I have to do this person, I have to do this person. So I think, yeah. but I've managed to get it now where I'm like, okay, this person's here. I know I can keep up with them. I know I can beat them. They might have an A race and I might not, but I know I can stick with them. Yeah. And I know I can keep in front of them. So I know that's the mindset. But one thing that, yeah, I think that's the most the thing that I normally worry about a lot is who's actually there or yeah. 
and what it means like yeah. for instance like oh no I came fourth and that's lost me points in the series or, or whatever because obviously this particular race is a part of the Scottish series isn't it Scotland second in the Scottish yeah. series yeah uh, and I know that obviously a lot of the UK girls are going up uh, and obviously you're going to have your Scottish people that let's be fair we haven't really raced against them much so we don't know there's a lot of the Scot Scottish people that are doing the OCR now and they've obviously improved their Scottish OCR federation has hugely, you know, done mo leaps and bounds the last few months. So we just don't know who come out of the woodwork. But surely that's a nice thing of OCR that actually, I like I'm going up there and I, personally I'm thinking, well, I don't know anyone. That's a nice thing. You know, yeah. I could be the worst, I could be the best. I could come third, I could come tenth. And I think going into a race thinking that and thinking that, actually if my training's on point and I race the best I can race then the outcome really is on me it's on no one else you know if I get beaten by you know uh I don't know Hamish the cow as 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 Gavin keeps going about then I get beaten my training wasn't good enough for, to beat Hamish right and I think I think you also <laughs> think that I mean I know your training I know what you've been doing. I know what you can do. Yeah. It's just you believing that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't worry. I think everyone's thinking that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just funny how you've gone from like, you know, a long distance race into three, eight K. That, that's OCR, right? And I think eventually in OCR, as athletes, I think we'll have to specialise. I mean, me and Luke have been going on this for years. We will have to specialise, you know, that yeah. you won't get many athletes that will do 100 meters 3k 5k and do you know your 22ks your mar your beasts your ultras i mean at the minute you do you i mean i can think of a few especially chris from america Rodowski, you know she she's very good and wins you know all distances but i do think as we specialize in ocr as the ninjas come in and do the short stuff maybe some of the trail runners will come and do the longer stuff yeah you know it will get very specialized and you will have to pick a sort of rough distance that you that you specialize at and obviously i'm assuming you're going to pick the slightly longer stuff because that's what you feel yeah. you aim towards but for the minute we can't be picky we have to just do what is in front of us because you know there aren't that many races out there in England we're not you know we're not America that's huge and got a race every weekend you know there's lots of local races out there don't be wrong but generally you know it's the same 15 20 races week week in week out year in year in England you know so we've got to pick and choose those ones we can't just go and do all the 3k's or all because the, there isn't many you know there's yeah. only one or two a year so um, I mean, ideally, we only race once or twice a year, and that's it. We just peak for those two races, and our season's boring. But we don't do it for that because we do it to enjoy, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, so your Tartan Warrior next weekend. Then what's yeah. the rest of the year looking like for you, Libs? Uh, a lot of going away. Let's just say that <laughs> a lot of flying. A lot of flying. A lot. Saving the planet. <laughs> no, so there's a couple, there's a lot of races that are abroad this year yeah as well but that's good so, fun that's good you know we've, yeah, we've so. already been to poland we spoke about that on another podcast you know we've been to poland this year already i know yes. you're aiming hungary i know you're hoping to get hungary. belgium Belgium. i know you're off to america america there's yeah, that, also just like denmark denmark morzine morzine greece oh jesus crikey maybe Dhabi. 
Are you wasted England at all this year? There's <laughs> <laughs> just a couple. No, but our calendar is booked other than... Oh, wait, never mind. I was about to say other than November, but that's not happening anymore. No, not now, because of Greece. No, Greece. Fun fact, my mum was making me flying back on my birthday. Oh, was she? Yeah. That's not fun. That's not a fun fact. No. I wanted that's to stay in Greece for my birthday, but no. That's fly back. Uh, Greece yeah, is a great fun. race. You're going to really enjoy Greece. And again, trifecta suits you. Trifecta. It's over the three yeah. distances. And what's really interesting about that race is, obviously, if they do it the same style as when I went there, you do obviously the sprint first, then the super, and then the beast the next day. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you have to have some serious endurance by that beast because you're pretty tired by the end of that beast, I tell you. Yeah. It's a tough beast as well. It's good fun. Yeah. Really, you'll enjoy that race. No, I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for yeah. this year now. I think this year's going to be a good year. I love how last year we were saying how it's supposed to be very quiet this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I spoke to your mum at the start of the year and we said, don't worry, Jack, there's going to be less races this year. We're going to focus on just the, you know, the more competitive rate and you've ended up booking one every week again. But that's great, right? It's a good experience yeah. for you as a young athlete. Um, and I think you've got the best mum in the world. I mean, yeah, firstly, she has to put up with you nagging. But secondly, you know, she travels you all, and me, come to that, she travels <laughs> us, I should say, all around the country and yeah. European-wide, you know. So we do love your mum for that. She's she's a, yeah. a bloody good mum for that. And you wouldn't be here without her, right? So she's no, definitely where you are wouldn't. now. She's got you where she is, where you are. Yes. Um, which is good stuff. So, what about series? Obviously, you've got the Scottish series, which you're doing. Will you do any of the UK series this year? I think there's a couple of races that I'll be doing, which there's, are in there's the There's two Scot- that mix anyway. The Scotland, the Scotland and series and the yeah. UK. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not too sure what else. No. I'm doing. Just it is what it is. Probably are. You're doing every other race. You I might probably well do are. More. I think I think you and Ramsey, I think you two must um do the most races I know of anyone. <laughs> Ramsey's Ramsey's racing every weekend, but you yeah. I think as well on, on top of that are another one that races like crazy, which is good good experience for your age, I think. Okay. Um I remember you was it last week? Yeah, I yeah. think it was a weekend ago you were saying how I've got very good recovery. Yeah, phenomenal recovery. And that's gotta be an age thing, but it's also gotta be a personal thing to you, right? Yeah. Your, you're the only person I've met that's done like, you know, a ridiculous race. Like, for instance, let's take this weekend. Good. Yeah, uh, this weekend, for instance, last weekend, nuts. And then by the next day, you're like, yeah, I'm good for a run. Really? <laughs> you really want to go for a run? Yeah, yeah, I want to go for a run. Uh, okay, if you want to go for a recovery run, that's fine. You know, um, it's it's crazy how yeah. quickly you recover. Well. I still see myself as 21. I forget that I'm 36 this year and actually I don't recover anywhere near as quick as what I did. And I'm sure every athlete is going through that at my age. Um, Just annoying to realise you're not a young whippersnapper like you guys anymore. Um, And one day OCR will be ruled by you youth under 21s smashing us all, hopefully. Um, I look forward to the day when... No, actually, I don't look forward to the day when Libby beats me in an OCR course. <laughs> I'm just hoping that's not for a couple of years yet. Um, but the way I'm training at the minute, it could be this weekend. Oh, crikey. Um, let's hope not. And on that note, um, oh, no, I can't be chicked by, I can't be chicked by Libby and... <laughs> oh, no, that would 
that really is. I, I, I'm going to say one more, just in you case. You've got that in your head now. That you yeah. I might have to go and, uh, yeah. Hmm. Not good. Well, Libby, listen, you've been absolutely legendary. Thank you very much for coming on for this short period to chat to me about nuts and the rest me. of the year. Um, good luck with Andrea this weekend at your Thank mountain you. bike race. Um, I think you'll love it, if anything. Go out and enjoy it. Have yeah. fun. Maybe. Be safe. And um, let's, let's keep an eye on you for Tartan Warrior. And good luck for that as well yeah. and the rest of the yeah. season. Thank you. No worries. We're going to do a little outro now. You have to dance. Ah. <laughs> <sighs>